Hey, listener, you like couches? You like three dudes on the same couch? Says in the show, Anime Couch. What is up, everyone? We are back here with the Anime Couch. This week, we will be talking about the Spring Anime 2022, and we will rank them for the first time in who knows how many years it's been. But before we get into that, I'm your host, Flaza Dude, and this week on the couch, we have our boys, Justin and Troy. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Flaza Dude, also. That's me. I'm, I'm, I'm Rashawn. I think I think there's a, a identity. I think there's an identity crisis going on. A crisis on infinite stinking screens. I guess it's 2022. You can't it's tell me Spartacus what out I here. As. Are you Spartacus? All right. Before we get into things, let's I let's feel just like let, be more Paris. Maybe before we get into things, though. I'd again, Achilles, be be sure to check us out on. Uh, this YouTube channel, Flaza Dude, or you can check out our sister channel, The Anime Couch Plus, where we have a bunch of other videos like gaming content that will be out one day when Justin gets to it. Uh, we also have the newsroom and, you know, Stan's Corner. Bunch of where he, shit. Yeah, yeah, a lot of furry stuff. Feet you know. stuff, furry stuff, yep. furry feet stuff. But for the podcast, you can also Putting find us. Stuff. You can also find us on Putting Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. You can find all those links and more on theanimecouch.com. Our affiliate link to Amazon might still be in existence. We have no clue, but it might. And if it is, feel free to use it. doesn't cost you anything extra. You just click on it and shop as usual, and you're all good. But again, this week, we are diving back into anime for the first time since 1984. So we will do this simple I will mention shows if Troy or Justin, which Justin has totally watched every show from last season, has watched them. They will mention their rankings, but uh, considering Justin gave up on the uh, art of having a nice picture showing us putting things in a list, this is all theater of mind. We're all imagining that there's this whole visual All forms of podcast are equal. If the audio people can't see it, then the visual people can't see it either. Listen, I thought we I thought we have been through this. We are all ableist. ableist. Yeah. I thought this has been like something that's been settled, you know, but I guess not. I I do no, I'm not saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't we do something calm and not offensive anyways let's start from the bottom i have my anime list pulled up just so i can look at all the uh possible garbage and not garbage and uh start ranking them so first up i will drink some gatorade because we're gonna be talking i know i didn't watch that. that down yep oh no i was transported to another world and i forgot my gatorade <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was i was transported transported to a harem in a dungeon and i left my gatorade that is a show out this how'd you know <laughs> uh, that's this season not last season but there is uh isekai uh harem I, there always is isn't it like a carbon copy of the like of that i don't know i haven't from, watched like, it a few years ago maybe you're talking about um picked up girls in a, in a that's still going on that's yeah i, I don't know if i, I haven't have watched that in it, a while is it wrong to is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon yeah yeah, I've seen that one advertised. Yeah. But um, going on to this so we can uh, zoom through some stuff. Shin Ikitosin. It is a sequel to the original Ikitosin series, which is pretty much just a bunch of high school girls in like a combat of life or death, you know, like old action movies. And they their clothes rip off all the time because their mm. power is too strong. 
the premise of things like this is always a 10 out of 10 because you got to find out all the fascinating ways that a kick can split off your clothes to perfectly like just just go around every stinking private I mean, part on your body i guess you know if eating food can rip yeah. off all your clothes then i'm pretty sure uh, a flick on the forehead can also do that this is valid it just leaves like an areola sized strip of cloth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> every time every time but yeah it it's um it's a show it's three episodes it's it's not special but i mean if you if you're already into the series i guess you know what's your ranking of what's my ranking it's yeah. it's a d it's a d i mean you know not demon slayer but just d yeah it's not demon slayer listen it it's not bad per se it just doesn't have anything of substance you, if you you watch it because you've either watched the series or just seeing nude anime girls turns you on and you just can't help yourself, I guess. Those know? high school D and D fans. Yeah, but that's that's stronger etchy. This this doesn't even go that far. So you know, there's 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 levels to this, right? So yeah, a, a D tier. Moving on, there's a short anime series about stinking mahjong. It's it's only like three minute long episodes, so I'll give it props. It's very chaotic, just nonsense and there's a lot of just random existential plot lines for no reason it's called john tama pong it's again short anime literally if you want to just waste time and potentially laugh it's a lot of stupid stuff it, it is something you can sink and watch like a normal anime episode worth of time like probably 24 minutes or so or a half an hour and you'd finish it. it's pretty pretty chaotic i'd say a c tier moving on because i'm so much better and efficient and we'll act like you guys said resounding commentary on that. That one, um... As you're doing that, let me get my dog in my room. Where the fuck, like... Mahjong is not a real game. Yeah, it is. No. I know it's, like, really old and has, like, a long history of being a game, but I don't know how to play it, so I don't mm-hmm, recognize true. it as true, true. legitimate. And Just gotta learn, man. No, I don't. I, I refuse to be taught. I refuse to listen. I'm I'm just going to talk louder until people listen to you. Reluctantly turn their ears toward me. Hey, here here's the That's here's that. the plans for the future. When um when we become uh, billionaires from this uh, podcast and we resent our fans forever, thinking that they were important to us. Yeah. Uh, and we build our big studio. Uh, yep. There's gonna be a a room just meant for Mahjong and uh, Troy will have to play it. Troy will shoot us all and he'll move on with his life. <laughs> I won't get in trouble. He won't because, you know, he's white. He's there there gonna, will be a gonna, lot of footage. And I as, as long as he doesn't gonna, take out another white dude, he's pretty clean. Like, he's gonna, then it's just an accident. No, he's going to impersonate all of us. I, I think that's too much. I, I don't I don't know if you'd want to to get that uh, dirt on his uh, self. Yeah. <laughs> The murder wasn't what set people off. It was when I did blackface. The blackface? (laughs) (laughs) The real crime? All right. Yeah. So moving on, we have uh, Gunjo no Fanfare. It is a show about sinking horse jockeys. Uh, Honestly, first episodes, I was like, all right, it it looks like it has potential. It's okay. But it focuses more on uh, being a nice little like show about like the characters more so than some other sports series do. I think it does like a good job reflecting of like not everyone is built for like a said sport because they do have like a, a minor it's only 12 episodes so a minor arc focus on one of the characters who's just like he can't meet the physical demands of the sport and so you know he has to decide does he force himself through unhealthy means to try to continue or does he move on 
they, they go a little deep into like a lot of the the character struggles and like growths into just joining this and like do you want to actually be a jockey or is your role to be like yeah. just a horse caretaker they they focus on things yeah, a little more diverse horses pussy boy yeah there 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 is there is the the whole um bestiality arc of it all oh, that, that was a good one how could you not horses are just just the power mm-hmm. you know? i mean berserk did it first right did they really no it's a it's a common meme um they call it rape horse because the horse (laughs) you can look look up those two words you'll probably see the berserk panel and nothing happens of it the horse is just that nothing actually happened but it gets that uh weird acclamation of fame that um when i originally read it i was like was that it you know because it sounded like something actually happened but the horse just looked creepy it was creepy and yeah but nothing nothing actually happened some people actually make it sound like because it's been said so much that's what actually happened and it it, it perturbs me because i'm like but if you've read it that's not what I, I don't know yeah it was like there's no penetration here there was no penetration they didn't show it i you know but whatever maybe maybe i wasn't reading into it deep enough but yeah i would give gunjano from you know hiroyuki sawano one of like the most acclaimed music artists did the soundtrack for it which makes a bunch of like plain horse racing seem super epic like he he did the attack on titan soundtrack originally so half the songs you hear from that crap has the same level of like um to when like horses start like kicking their feet on dirt and like start going off and then like it seems like a time's about to bust down the wall and it's like yeah it's just just starts going crazy it you know it's funny it makes some of the moments just really impactful for no reason but i i can't say it genuinely makes the series better by any means so i'll give it give it a c it's definitely on the upper end of a, a c but like if if i was one of those people who could be swayed by music bro i might give it like a, a good solid b just because of how hype some of like the most simple things like sometimes it's just someone walking away dramatically just like to end off the episode and then the music starts billowing up from behind and it's like shoot he's walking away with such swagger the swagger of a young black teen bro like is does he have a jacket on and like it's flapping do they do that i they have moments like that but i don't know if they they play any of the music to it like so dramatically you know the vibes there the vibes there right so all right moving on oh this is a good one let me look at the english title because i've still not bothered to memorize this stinking the greatest demon lord is reborn as a typical nobody. It's about this demon lord who basically was like, life is boring. Let me just kill myself and come back in the future. So he does that. A lot of like his admirals and generals are still in existence. And so he's like, oh, no, I'm not this guy. Whatever. He makes a friend with this random girl who happens to be like the the, the true lineage of like the royal family or whatever. Bunch of random plot points. The show is balls. It sucks. It's a it's a pure <laughs> demon slayer tear. It's not the worst thing I watched last season, but it just want to be devil as a part timer. Too bad. It it's, it's or that one it's, anime that was a part timer has quality to it. This this did have like nothing, man. It was stale. It was really stale. What about the um the uh, other anime where the demon king gets defeated and like he comes back it, it's it's like the high it's like the the, the one high school on uh mal Gokwin, yeah which i mean there's more series like that but mal Gokwin specifically would be the one that it most resembles except that one was decent but like i don't know these shows have this flaw where they try too hard to like make the demon king like oh i gotta hide back my power i can't show off or anything or else it'll cause problems because everyone's gonna know who i am or no they're someone's messing with history so i gotta work around it you know crap like that bro they try really hard to to make this guy seem too normal and then like it's you're gonna make him overpowered at some point 
it's like just dive into the character study if you're gonna do it but no they don't they never go into like a good character study it's all like superficial as hell yeah the the reason devil as a part-timer works is because like when you see him using his magic there's like motivation to it that is supported by the character development that we've been watching and plus they have like actual limitations to why his magic is like so thinking limited yeah. in the first place, right yeah and they explain like that very, very random situations have to happen for him to actually yeah like people have to people have to fear him in like a controlled capacity and that that's what he can write the thing that they bank on the most with devil's a part-timer compared to series like this is that he's someone who wants to move on from that and he actively does so it's only because other things affect him he's not like shit keeps pulling him back into using and, and it's things that have stakes it's not like oh here's this random thing like this random guy at the school who's like, oh, I have to defeat you because you're showing off and you have this hot chick just groping you this whole time. So let me prove myself. Oh, you beat me up because you don't know how to limit your powers. Oh no, everyone notices you're suspiciously strong. No, it's none of that. It's like, all right, people, if they know me, they know I'm strong. They don't know my circumstances per se. And I don't want them to, but if they find out, I don't really care because I'm trying to move on with my life. You know, he's not like, he's not like fighting it that if it shows up, he's like, oh no, big problem. No, he's just like, well, I have to do what I have to do. So whatever. Yeah. He's like, if you know, you know. Like, yeah. You're getting that McDonald's money. Or what? McDonald's. McDonald's. What, what are you saying, bro? <laughs> We're not even sponsored by those guys. Come on now. I haven't seen it in so long. It, second season's out right now. But yeah, yes. but I have, I have a list of shows I have to finish. It's on you. But yeah, uh, this show, I will say the the final arc is uh, is a time travel arc where they go into the past and he has to like solve a problem because it's altering history. And the, the crux of the problem is like, oh, who is this person who's trying to kill me from the past to ruin history? It's himself from the past who lived a different life. Time paradox? I hate it's that. It's really stupid, man. That, it was awful. It was <laughs> terrible, bro. And he's like, oh, it's only because you learned to accept this thing that you moved on. But I didn't. So uh, I have to go. I was like. God, yeah. And I was going to let the world burn because of yeah, it. Yeah, I was like. Jeez. And he just, he, he wanted to do it because you, he wanted to. Boy. He was like, if I do this, I can save the. I, it's like best friend, like, you know, more yeah, than friends, less than lovers type thing with like someone from the past who died, who's now his sword. Or his her spirit embodies the sword, and she's like, you know, you gotta move on, blah blah blah. Oh Jesus! And crap. It's it's and and the two girls that cling to him, one of them's a succubi who's always like, your harm should grow. I respect her truthfully; she has good <laughs> motivations. And Does then the other one's plot? like, just yeah, an old she, slut she has, trying to get she has, by. She has thick plot. The other one is like the childhood best friend who he saved, who's like, oh no, he's only mine, but I can't admit it. I'm Sundari. Yeah. Oh, and she, yeah, she takes the glasses off. And she's been cute this whole time. No, no, no. She doesn't have glasses. She, she she's <laughs> yeah, that's adorable the old, whole time. But that's but. the old '80s trope. Yeah, right? that's 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 very old school. She's the friend, she's fine the whole time. The friend turned lover. Where it's like, <gasps> Jessica, you are actually really. Cute. But yeah, this but show is show is really mediocre. Like it's it's bad. You know, it, it's not like it didn't have like an episode or two where it could, but like you know. When a show doesn't have good animation, it's like visually you're not into it. When the plot's also bad, then you're just like, well, now I don't really have a reason to watch it. And when the music is mediocre, it's just like, well, now my ears are bored the whole time. It's just a whole series. It's just, you know, it's not delivering on much fronts, you know? Yeah, it's like, what am I here for? What are we doing thick, here? The thick plot. But other than that, it's just, just pain, you know? Yeah, Moving... Like- 
if you pulled the soul sucking horror out of this, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moving on from that, Mahotsukai Reimeki, Dawn of the Witch. This is a sequel to uh, Grimoire of Zero, which you know, so many people have watched because it's totally a very famous series, you know, that everyone knows, right? But, um, but you know, minus, minus that, it's a sequel. It focuses on this really, really bland white bread character who has like almost no emotion, doesn't understand anything he's doing, you know, because losing your memory clearly uh, gives you a lack of personality. And you're just watching him as the main character. He's in a really cool world that if it was developed properly, the show would actually be interesting. But him being the focus and having like no ounce of personality is like the most soul sucking, like just painful experience. That like him alone just that's how I feel tracks. about Shield Hero. Don't worry, I'll I'll, I'll I get into Alpha. I will get into I'll get into Shield Hero. But I, I DNF'd the, the uh, Shield Hero. Save as the main character mid Hort. If you look up an image of her, she is like I don't know a quadruple D or something like that. She's while we're now here but uh adorable girl who likes him for no reason he has no personality i don't know why she likes i don't know what the worth is he likes the the lolly sensei he has who's the witch who pretty much is teaching him and you know he at one point he's just like oh i think i like her because he thinks about her so you know whatever he doesn't even understand emotions so he's very convinced a lot of just genius plot points going on it you know this is a show where, you know, I always talk about, like, it's so cool to focus on the characters. This is a show that if they didn't focus on the characters and focus on the world, I would have definitely been more invested because there's a lot of cool stuff they just never focus on. It's just all these, like, super dry characters for so long. Yeah, it's like the backwards of how it almost character usually carries, like, every story. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, that's almost interesting enough to check out on its own where you're like, what the fuck do they got going on here yeah you know a solid d tier to be to be honest but uh to not stick on this too long uh kyokai senki kyokai senki is a series i talked about the first season of this is a sequel where it's about this dude and he he became a terrorist because he was building this robot that he had found in the forest one time and you know i wasn't the 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 most positive on it it wasn't the worst thing i'd watch but it wasn't great by any means in the first season this season focuses on him like he, in the last season, he has supposedly died. Shocking spoiler, he didn't. But where he ended up, he ended up in this like other location and they were also working on certain secret projects. That place gets slaughtered. Like the other government that's been controlling Japan the whole time just murders everyone. He just is a survivor and he ends up like getting blood on his hand. Like my guy has to go through a whole character arc and they actually focus on like the character growth and actually getting into the nitty gritty of dealing with war and actually like putting putting it out there where they're they're dropping bodies and you know some of them have to accept it. it's a lot of growth from the characters and they focus a lot on like the loss of of people the the story had its maturity phase to where I could give it a B tier and not a not a high C tier, but an actual B tier. It's the highest so far too. Yeah, I, that, that that's true. That's true. Oh, there's there's so many good. I'm paying I'm paying attention. Yeah, I'm 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 proud of you so much. It's better than that guy Justin who kind of just sleeps on the couch here. Hey, I'm still listening. Yeah, he's been. This is, this is a good one for us. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, 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 it's Haven't watched so any of it, but I'm, I'm still. <laughs> But yeah, I'll give credits. Kyokai Senki, it's it's a mech anime, but it does improve from the first season. And that's kind of what you want with a show that has like sequels is that you don't want it to get worse, especially if it doesn't start off strong in the first place. So improvement is really like the only option for like something substantial, right? And that's what it did. So now that it might be over officially, I don't know. 
I, I don't remember seeing that it'd come back at any time, but you know, if you were to be like, Hey, I want to watch something that is mildly entertaining, but gets better. There you go. Next up. <laughs> I've got something for you. No, I've got some. Next up is Onipon, done by Wit Studios. It's a child, it's a children's show. It's like 14 minute episodes. Well, it's three minute episodes, but they pretty much have like full length chunks that are 14 minutes that are five three minute episodes. It is it is just a bunch of ogres who follow the Momotaro story where it's like, oh, Oni are bad. So they're trying to make like a public image of Oni better. Like they're just like, you know, publication, but like, hey, we're good people. Don't hate us all. We're not oh, as bad as you think. It's really cute and enjoyable. And it's short episodes. It's done by wit. So they have random scenes of like action where it suddenly is like, oh, shoot, cool perspective, 3D shot. It, it looks really good at the most random times for no reason, just because it's just like, yeah, we're not going to do Vinland Saga or, or like, you know, sink and attack on time, but we'll do this child show and like put some animation into it. You know, it's not bad. It's, it's good. It's enjoyable. 12 episodes. Just, it's just a fun, simple watch, you know, I, I would give it a B tier because there's, there's no wrong with it. It's not like an amazing show, but it's enjoyable for what it is. Also gotten so, a lot of money just to animate <laughs> that kind of anime. I'm, I'm impressed that they went with it, but you know, Oh, here's here's some back to back to back to back to back to back crap coming up. All gonna be in various rankings. Let's start with Shield Hero second season. Gosh, let me tell you, Turtle Arc in the stinking manga. I read this series. I dropped Shield Hero during Turtle Arc because it is just so gosh darn awful. <laughs> the anime decided to do the smart thing to go through it so fast that they went through it in like four episodes or something. And you know what? It was somehow worse. <laughs> they put like no budget no effort no character just it just existed to be worse than a crappy arc that was longer than it needed to be in the first place and you would think that hey it's shorter so i'd be fine no because the follow-up arc that i think half of it was good was also bad they made a lot of the arc that i somewhat enjoyed because the new character kizuna existed and she was like another person from japan who was level-headed and sensible and it was like, oh, this is a good character for now Fumi to bounce off of because now it makes it seem like he doesn't have to be a, like an angry dick for no reason the whole time. He can be like reasonable and sensible with this person. No, the anime like goes through it so fast and he has to deal with this piece of crap Kyo who is like one of the worst, just in most intolerable villains you have to deal with who just wants to become immortal for some reason and just wants everyone to die because, you know, he's just mad at the, I don't know, he, he's angsty. He's just like an angsty teen. And so he wants to take out all his anger on everyone. And they changed up a lot from what the anime and the manga were. And I don't know if it, the anime follows the light novel more or, or it's just different altogether, or like a lot of the somewhat pieces in there. They don't focus on the character I enjoy, Kizuna, or all the stuff about Naofumi learning to cooperate with these people from the other world and like, you know, learn how to tolerate some of his past grievances of him just being an edgelord. No, they skip over all that. They keep him being an edgelord and just resentfully like working together with them and kind of being mad, kind of not being mad because, you know, the plot's going so fast that you don't know what's happening. It's balls, bro. It is awful. The animation quality, it doesn't even exist. The fact that they announced two seasons and this one looks this bad, bro, I have negative anticipation for what's to come in season three. And that doesn't even exist in the manga. So whatever it's going to be, it's going to be brand new. And if it's as bad as what this arc is, <laughs> it's going to be terrible. I can't even prepare. I can't even have a reference with like, this arc could be good. And now it's just like, if that was that bad, 
with what you did from an arc that wasn't, I mean, the arc in the manga ends with Kyo being annoying piece of crap. So it doesn't end on the highest note, but it's better than what they did in the anime. It was just awful. They don't explain anything. Anytime someone's just strong enough to do something, it's just like, how did you do that? It's like, bro, you're, you're all red flags, bro. All red flags. I was planning on like, cause I, I finished. So I had um watched like- It's Demon it Slayer, like a- just to get that out of the way. Big <laughs> Demon Slayer. I, I had um finished watching like uh Attack on Titan season four B like all in one day. We just yeah. caught up with it and then, great season, fantastic. Then I decided to uh watch a little bit of slime uh season mm-hmm. two, watched I think like three episodes. Season of that. two, season two's solid when you get to the, the end of the first half into the actual second half, then it picks up. And then I decided to um check out the first episode of um what you were just talking about. <laughs> yeah and yeah. i don't think i i went past like half the episode mm-hmm, and i was mm-hmm. like i'll get back to this i'll get back to it but yeah it didn't look promising at all yeah it's you know the anime does a lot of the intro arc really well to be like interesting for general audiences but it's not like the story itself is good and compelling enough to where if you actually get into it you're like oh yeah yeah yeah, this is worth it you know it's it's not it's not the same but you know i don't want to act like i care enough about this series to keep talking about it so let's move on another sequel build divide code white based off of uh the the series build divide i think the first season was code black or whatever it might have been might not have been yeah, it's 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 build divide the science guy. So it's it's a child's card <laughs> game, the build divide universe. This season focuses on a lot of the fallout. So just to explain the general plot, because I don't want to stay on this too long, because again, it's it, it's an okay series. I'll get my ranking away C tier. It did better than the first season, but the premise in the first season was like, all right, so this they're they're in this pseudo like reality, like this artificial world where people are hooked up to, and you don't find that out until like some way through the series, and like it's powered through like the the most potent player in this card game right and they become like the king of this world and the world is based on their ideals right so the end of the first season the main character becomes the king he beats his sister because he finds out she was the ruler and she's being corrupted by the people around her so she's kind of like skewing the world into like this warped perception of how things should be well when he gets into it someone else basically took advantage of him being there and pretty much screwed over the whole ai of it and like they made this like mad max style world where it's just everyone, it's not that bad, but it's, you know, post-apocalyptic style to where it's like, oh, we're fending for ourselves, protecting ourselves because yeah, they're attacking everyone. So that's what's going on. And so now it's the sister as the focal character and the student that he had met in the first season. And so they're working together. The sister, she's like, she has a bad rap because she was known as the original king and like people did not like her. So like she has to get over like people finding out that she used to be this ruler. She has to accept who she is now. She has to like grow as a person to like go and try to get her brother back and find out what's been going on. And so they have to cooperate with people who they were once enemies with. You know how the vibe goes with series like this. But it does like a good job in like going through that story and kind of like bouncing around her struggle and growing and then, you know, meeting back up with her brother and like the guy who's corrupting them and trying to save them. They do a fine job. And for that, see too. As as a series should do, it is an improvement on what the original did, slightly better than the first, right? Next up, oh gosh, so much series. Oh man, so much yeah. back to back to back. My throat's about to you fade gotta, out. You gotta skip some of them. No, I got ah. this. I got this. Uh, this is this is speed mode. RPG Fudosan. It is I I talked about a series Dragon House Hunting. Who's got an echo? Is that you, Troy? Terrible. <laughs> it has to be. 
even worse. All right, now that the echo's gone, RPG Fedosa. I talked about series Dragon House Hunting, which is about a dragon who had like a personality of a crybaby wimp, Deku style, who was just trying to buy a house and it was the most annoying piece of crap for almost the whole series. This is the premise of a bunch of like cute girls who, uh, this is, I, when I talk about the series, it's a really dumb thing for some reason where like a lot of the characters, they're drawn in this cutesy style Dogakoba, they do a lot of like shows that like it's just like you know young girls right the problem is the art style with the way the characters just one of the main the main girl is like overly busty in this like weird art style to where it's just like a very uncanny to like be like why why go through the lengths of making her like a double D or something like that and emphasizing in the show. And then the random amount of like fan service they try to throw out with this art style. It's just my mind, my mind splits in half to like accept that that's what they choose to do. But you know, it's fine. Someone, someone out there is enjoying themselves. I'm not against the notion of fan service. So I don't care in that regard. It's just the art style and the fact that they choose to have so much scenes where they emphasize it being etchy, even though it's not an etchy show. It just throws me off because it looks like I'm watching a show with like a bunch of like, you know, 10 year olds or something. And in reality, it's like, oh no, this character is like an adult. This character is an adult and there's only like one actual child. So it's like, but the art style just doesn't, doesn't do it for me, you know? So I'm that, just sitting there. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I know that show you're talking about and I can mm-hmm. see why i know like the art style now like for the I, I could see why that would be like like i don't care too much i just have to say it just throws me off because of how much it happens for like just, no yeah, it doesn't it, it doesn't try. do anything it just shows up so often it's like every episode you'll have some pseudo like strong fans it was like it's so random like it throwing me off but it, it's a fine show i enjoyed it more until the final two episodes because the final two episodes decided to take itself really seriously into this plot line to where as soon as it started happening, I predicted it. I, like, I was like, I know exactly what's going to happen, but they over-dramatize it so hard. Cause so what happens, it's a lot of it's like, all right, we're helping these people get houses and they're doing a good job. And then the final episodes is like the, the one dragon girl who like this person who owns the establishment where they work out is like, all right, you'll work with them. And so the dragon girl is pretty much like, um, in, in, the, in the underlying plot, there's been a dragon attacking a bunch of places this whole time, right? It's actually being controlled by this witch who is, you know, connected to the other dragon who, you know, was found because the whole thing is this character Fa is like the daughter or the reincarnation of this big bad who had just been dealt with, right? So it's kind of like, okay, is she bad? Probably as she's everyone's mistrusting because certain plot points kind of like lead on the suspicion that she is like evil or dangerous. Lo and behold, this witch in this final battle that's going on because this dragon comes out and it's like, oh, the dragon's rampaging and it's not Fa, it's someone else. It's like an ancient fire dragon, right? And then the witch is there in the forest the whole time just chanting and everyone's like, oh, we hear something. And like the dragon like goes in and out of being in control and it's talking, it's normal and then it's not... And then like, and then the, the, they start controlling Fa when she's it. Cause lo and behold, she becomes this ancient protector dragon. And so she attacks her best friend who, who is this, uh, stinking, this super nice girl who was the main focal point of like why the series starts is her joining this group. And so she attacks her and then she dies and then she's not dead. I don't know why they decided to go so ham on like emphasizing this plot where it's like, no one realizes this person that they passed like two times during that battle who was the lead of this and so you know this fa fa she gets all the flack for it and then katoni's dead and it's like oh we should we trust her should we not and it's like super dramatic for no reason i hate i hate over dramatizing simple things that everyone is suddenly oblivious oblivious to it's just just 
just painful just painful and i would have enjoyed the show if they didn't do that more it's you know i didn't like drop like 17 ratings and it went down like a point in my head but like it was just why would you do that the show didn't need that you know yeah it was just like um yeah that kind of reminds me of darling and the franks ending yeah i i, I feel that where you're just like why what like what are you doing to me oh fuck that ending was so bad it's like you didn't have to go this far and you chose to and you get flack for it as dessert. now i don't think a lot of people like the people who watch the show probably went in fine with that being the plot but like i think it was just so unnecessary and it was just annoying to get through like those final two three episodes it's just a pain so i'll give it a c tier because it would have been a little higher without it but you know it dropped because of that next up Shoko Shoujo, Shoujo no Virgin Road. I, I have to call, I call it Virgin Road because why would a show that has Virgin in the title not be called Virgin Road? It's actually called The Executioner's Way of Life, which, you know, how you get that from that, I don't know. Virgin Road is a much better name. It is, it is a very Yuri ser- series about a girl from, uh, she got isekai over and uh, the start of the series, you know, the girl, uh, I don't even remember names anymore. So I'll act, I think her name was like Flair or she was known as Flairette because her mask was Flair. I don't, I don't know. Names, they've, they've removed themselves for so many shows from last season because it's been like two years since we last talked about anime. But her job is she works with the church and, you know, the, the main organizations that pretty much run this world are like the church and then like the nobles and stuff like that. I think there's another one, but I'll act like I totally know what I'm talking about. So it's just these two. She, she, her goal is to kill her, but the, the, the girl who got Iskai's power, their concepts, right? That's how the powers work. Her concept is time. So she's pretty much, if she dies, she usually just ends up going back in time, right? But you learn in the story that the plot is like, her power is dangerous and she's pretty much unkillable to an extent. And so she wants to get killed by her, but she like, every time she reverses, she loses bits and pieces of her memory. And also she she is like mass Yuri vibes pro like making out with this girl at any moment, which I'm not against. They're both hot. So props where props are due. The other characters that focus on is a noble whose family got screwed over because of the, the first story arc. And then the, the this girl named Momo, whose name I actually remember because it's really simple. She she loves her master whose name uh, still I'm not going to remember, but uh, it's the other girl whose master was Flair. She, she's she's for her, so she pretty much does like all the underhanded work that the, the one main girl... I, I gotta look up her name. I feel bad that I can't say the main character's name as I'm trying to talk about this freaking series. Let's see. Her name is Menno, and the other girl's name is Akari. Okay, there we go. I'm on this. Now doing doing good. So Menno being the, the student player, right? She has her student who helps her out in these backhanded missions. So she basically just has her like, all right, you do the shadow work underground and find out stuff for me. I'll focus on what I need to, to try to find out how to kill Akari. And then the other main character is Ashina, who's this princess of this one noble family, who is just like, she looks like a MILF. Does she act like it? No, because I, you know, I doubt she's an, a true MILF, but she has pure MILF vibes. And she's great because she's just like, she's just like aggressive female, you know? She's just like, step on me, right? So mm-hmm. great character, right? Love it. Yeah. Peak. The actual story, it starts slow, but when you start getting into like actually dealing with like other like because the, the premise is like these pure concepts are things that shouldn't exist because they're like a danger to the world. So one of these pure concepts you learn about is like pandemonium, who is like this big bad of the final the final story arc that they focus on in the show. I don't even want to spoil what happens with that, but like she is metal as hell like the show was fine but when she showed up bro it jumped up like two ratings for me man she was just purely chaotic she was 
insane. I, I, I enjoy my insane characters who pretty much turn like reality on its head because pretty much she was unkillable and they were going through work to try to deal with her. And there's there's this whole thing that happens at the final bit of the story. But uh, you learn that like the, the, the concept she works with kind of like created monsters in the first place. And she's just wild. She is she is great. And there's there's deeper parts of that story, but like it's a slow burn. But for one, if you're into Yuri or you're into like slow burns, just mystery action stories, like it delivers. It delivers. Cause especially the the post-credit scene to where you see like Flair about to like, cause she's she's known as like one of the strongest of these priest people. Yeah, she's about to get into action. She's like been keeping tabs on everything and she's pretty scary in her own right. She's about to move. I would enjoy a second season of this. It's one of the better things that I believe JC staff did this and most of their crap is usually like looks mid. This looked really good. So enjoyable series all in all. So I would give it a solid B tier. Let's see. Let's see what's next. Shikamori-san. This is your average uh, romance slice of life. But this this twist is that the, the girlfriend is the real pants in the relationship. She's really cool. Like, I, you know, if you want a solid waifu, she she does deliver. It's not like she does a bad job at being a waifu. She, she gets her just desserts. The series does pick up towards the second half when it actually has a story there is one story arc to where this other girl who is like another popular figure is kind of like jealous of everything shikamori has and so she's like working in the library and like she meets the the boyfriend who's just a super klutz like he's pretty much just like you take milo murphy's law everything bad that can happen to one person that's what he is right and that's why he has this super epic butt-kicking girlfriend who can pretty much kick like falling debris and save his life for some reason. I don't know why she can, but she can. And, you know, she looks hot doing it. So the priorities of the series. They actually have that really good school festival arc, though, where where this other girl character who they, did, they don't even focus on her. It's just like a really tight, dramatic moment where it's like, all right, you have everything and like you get to like live fine. And I pretty much people just look me over and like, oh, yeah, sure, I'm popular, but I have no substance in like what I live in. And can't you just give me like one good thing? And I don't know, it's just a random, like really good pair of episodes that happen out of nowhere that almost make the whole series worth it. Or if you just stop that, I think it ends at like episode nine would be fine enough, you know? I, I wouldn't personally do that, but if you wanted to, just watch partial amount of the series or just those episodes, really good. The series itself, a C tier, you know? It, it's fine for what it is, you know? Good fan service. It's got some funny moments, some humor, you know? Other than that, it's fine. Moving on, because there's so much more to talk about and I got to get to series that Troy watched one day. This is a spinoff to uh, Detective Conan, you know, very popular, longer than One Piece better than one piece because it's more episodes detective conan it's about a, a character that shows up in that series zero which zero is a baller name honestly if that's your code name like you're already a chad yeah the actual series is just like an insight to his life it's like really just slice of life it's fine it's it's a c tier it's nothing bad nothing like overly positive it's just a fine series to watch moving on because i'm i'm so skilled at this um yusha yamemasu or uh, I'm quitting heroing. This series was actually better than expected. It starts off like uh, the hero joins this group of like they're they're demons, and so they're like, okay, why why is he joining them? You learn he's been an outcast from society, and then you learn his whole story to where it was like he was pretty much built to like protect humanity, and that was his whole purpose. And he's reached a point of his life where he doesn't have a purpose anymore. He doesn't understand, and they kicked him out. They're pretty much humanity was like. You're too much of a threat to us. Get out of here. And so he's like, all right, I'll join the demons. 
And so in his mind, what you're looking at is if he didn't find them worthy, his goal would have just been to be like, we'll build up demon society so that I can have a reason to protect humanity again, right? That would have been his end game. But as he sees from the demons, they kind of want to like have peace with the humans at the current demon king, who is a very hot waifu. And so that's her goal, right? And so he goes to this whole convoluted plan to build them up and then turn them against him so they can kill him. And it actually has like a really good just emotional core to the back half of it to where the series gets like really good for no reason. And so, you know, outside of that, the first half was just him building them up and it was very episodic. But when it gets to the actual crux of him and like the story of his past and all that, it's a really good series. And I'd give it a a solid B tier, you know, and moving on because, you know, the efficiency is what matters here. Let's go into Shachiku, the story about a bunch of ghost lollies. It is the most peaceful. Oh, shit. I almost watched that. If you want just like a nice, just enjoyable thing to like, clear up a bad day it's just pure just like just heartwarming just it's just a bunch of ghost lollies taking care of this overworked just lady it's just it's just it's good for the heart that's all it is and for and and it's just entertaining you know it's all it needs to be it does so well at what it needs to do it is a master at being just pure warm-hearted like for people like us who are definitely like scum of society you would almost think your heart works watching this Mm -hmm. to feel something again to feel something even mine for in the in the first even yours yeah. it is it is really just cute and just heartwarming that's that's all it needs to be like that's the goal of the series so for that honestly if if i were to rate something for that goal it'd be an s tier in what it does but you know as a show i'd say b tier but for for its goal to be nothing more, if you literally just want to watch something heartwarming you will enjoy this like even if you were burning in hell you would feel some coolness to your skin in those moments so you know us overworked people who one day when we do become full-time podcasters who do nothing with our lives and get into random controversies when we get to that point of our lives this would be a show to look back on and be like hey i want to feel something again that's (laughs) that's all it needs to be yeah that's what that's when you keep in the back pocket i know it like honestly if i ever felt bad there there is always a potential to where it's like i want to feel good again let me just watch an episode of this and then i just feel good right all right moving on we're getting to the end of this getting to the end i say that like there's not like 10 more shows getting to the end of this all right heroine uh it's it's uh what's the full name of this i think it's like heroines run the show it's it's a show about this group lip lip who is an actual band but it's an anime they have this whole cinematic universe to where those two characters show up in like the other stuff i don't i don't know like the principle behind it there's a show about this girl who pretty much she she's from the countryside and then she gets us to join the school in this uh Tokyo and so she's trying to make ends meet and so she ends up becoming the manager for the band and so she's part-time it's the show is character-based and and it's good character-based so because of that I'm not going to talk about every character moment that happens but it, it hinges on the fact that in this school because she's like you know she's on the track team that's why she joined the school in the first place because their country bumpkin school wouldn't do it for her they just didn't have something in the high school so that's why she ended up there she has a lot of commitment and heart and she makes these two members who kind of like hate each other's guts, you know, kind of tolerate each other. She's, she's just a nice emotional core for all the story beats that happen in the series. And because it's so character driven, I just can't bring myself to say all the spoilers because then that's pretty much saying, hey, all these character beats that happen and then, you know, it ruins the whole impact of the show. The show does a really good job. I gave it, I, I give it an A tier. It's the first A tier of, of the night, but it does, 
it does a good job at what it achieves and you know it's it's it has a lot of character growth from a bunch of different angles you have character conflict they are handled in really meaningful ways and you have like scandals that would be relevant in this type of world that they're living in covers a lot of solid bases to what a show needs to and it's just very very heartwarming to watch for some of the arcs for her growing as a character in this chaotic piece of crap you know idol universe that she's living in but can't talk about that forever we have uh more important shows to talk about like my first s tier of the night healer girl oh dude the best show easy here, bro easy mind here dude this is literally the best show of the year i'll i'll let you start off um fuck dude the show is the it was the goat it was so fire all three kana chan the other chick hibiki and then Ray, the Ramey, yeah and then the teacher uh oh, ray Rhea. Rhea. yeah Rhea. Rhea. oh dude maria oh, Rhea. she's the waifu of the season i don't give a fuck what anyone says the sleepy cat doctor who sings yeah that cat definitely gave you like a thousand points right there dude i was mm. but yeah dude all three characters are stellar the little arcs they go through in this season the connection between Rhea and Kana and how it's actually two oh, it comes back in the end bro it's too layered it brings it back in the last episode where it's like the reason Rhea wanted to be a healer was because of Kana the reason Kana yeah she though yeah because of Rhea and it's the same like moment. that moment on the plane it's like oh she's the reason like she she fully committed to her craft and that's why she's who she is now it's so good bro yeah, like the whole show, everyone's like, what the fuck pulled you away from being a doctor? And you know and what? You know what's amazing? She doesn't tell anyone. You know what's amazing? The music itself, so good. Some of those songs, I was like, this is good for the soul, bro. So legit. There's one song. It's the second time they're offering help at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, bro. That sucker's on my playlist. When I saw the soundtrack release, bro, I was like, oh, Banger. gotta add this one, gotta add this one. And then the one when the Russian exchange student and Kana forgot to sing to the baby. Oh, yeah. And then Rhea has to come in and, like, clutch that. Oh, when my her, goodness. When her hands appear out of nowhere in, like, the vision. Because, like, the, the healers, if you're a healer, you can actually, like, see a physical, like, representation of the mm-hmm. music. And so the two healer girls are in the moment and they're losing shit. And then you just see Rhea's hands like grab them. And then she steps through to take over. I was like, I didn't realize, I was like, didn't realize that I was holding my breath. And then she comes in and I'm like, oh, and then you breathe again. Like, oh. Yeah. You know, it's a simple show, right? It, it doesn't have like a strong underlying, it is pretty episodic in nature, but every episode follows through on just going over like, small growths or small conflicts that start to define the characters and it's done through music or just you know the way they act off of each other like you have Raimi who you know had to learn like you you, when you start seeing her life at first she seems like the Percy type who's like oh I'm always trying to say I'm better than everyone and you know but she's genuinely working hard her parents are like not there in her lives and it's like oh you have a maid but it's like no but like she's there because she's like she's family and she's choosing to risk things for me and so she's like Maybe I want her to go live her life. And so that that episode, bro, that episode's stinking painful. It was like the closest I was to crying in that show when we got there. I was like, crap, it's hard, bro. And then they they sing the goodbye song. And I was like, oh, you're killing me right now. But then you have like Kana, who's like, you know, she just got, she's like very new into being a healer. 
and like she, she's, she's just, trying to learn like happen. why she really wants to do it and she's not like the most skilled in like the basic principles and all that so she's like you know learning the ropes and like growing and you have Hibiki who's related to Rhea right through familial connections and she's like living with a shadow on her and like she wants to be good but she has so much inner conflict and that episode where they all go on their training camp and they all start like fighting each other bro and yelling that shit. oh yeah. so good this show is like when i talk about character studies bro oh and to do it with music and it's not even garbage music it's good music and to time it so well with the plot of everything going on shows a masterpiece no, dude, it, it is looks, freaking it amazing. Really is so oh, good. Like, i i can't think dude i like i fucked with spy family like i thought that show was killer loved all the characters the humor the art style the animation in general the music like it mm-hmm. literally i have no notes i i would pick healer like healer girl's a better show <laughs> like it just is it's better i literally like no bullshit i like struggle to think of a first season of any show like you know it's in the it's in that conversation where you're like i i have attack a on titan small handful one. attack on titan season one's fire i think healer girls right in that conversation first season of full metal brotherhood gas i think healer Girl. one punch man great first season healer girls right there i'm like <laughs> the wits is like bro whatever dope shonen you think is so killer like healer girl dumps on it i'll go to the grave saying that Valid, valid. Any show I have in that conversation actually isn't <laughs> shonen. <laughs> I have like a bunch of niche stuff that fall into that pocket where I'm like, you know, when you have like an unexpected like follower per season to where you're just like, oh, this is so good. I, I think, you know? the, yeah, like in my opinion, the best single season of any anime is Steins Gate, but that's just, that's just. But Taylor Girl is fighting in that conversation for you, and that's what counts. No bullshit. Like, I'm not kidding. Stein, you know I fucking love Stein. Oh, That's no, I know. I know for a fact. So this is not being said lightly, where it's like, dude, Healer Girl is literally so fucking elite that, like, you put it with the goats. I got no problem putting it with the goats. I saw someone last season on it, just, like, Twitter being like, there's nothing good out in, like, this batch of stuff. We're like, we just got to wait until um fuck Classroom of the Elite comes out. I was like, bitch, like, it's one thing if you're excited for Classroom of the Elite, because that show's cool. But I'm like, to say there's nothing good out You know, I like a lot of people who've watched anime for a long time, and they don't like to, like, go into different pools of things. So they're always like, anime is always different from, like, it's so different from what it used to be like. It used to have so much purpose. I'm like, you literally just watch the same, like, genre of things. You don't, like, diversify or expand. Like, there's always something out in any given season that is just above the stinking pack if you choose to watch or not that's up to you but like yeah maybe dismissing everything now like the the changes that those people are like discussing or wanting to see like changes within a certain archetype of show or like subgenre are slower to happen than like changes across the entire anime community as a whole yeah so it's like yeah it's gonna take a couple like maybe jjk and uh chainsaw man kind of start like a newish wave of i mean there there is a slight trend of like shonen going into like what people always want shonen to be it's like oh it needs to be yeah yeah and so you have chainsaw man you have jjk you have hell's paradise you have um there's a handful of other stuff fire punch and crap like that yeah so uh, yeah but then like think about how long that like other style like the more the one that was holding on for the last 10 years where it's like 
like, bro, that's a different vibe. And I was like, it took a while to get to a point where we were like transitioning away from the my hero style of where it's the 15 year old boy and he's gonna yeah. follow his dreams. And I made some friends along the way. Jujitsu Kaisen like kind of does that. And then they're like, you know what? I'm gonna fuck with you instead. It's like, this person's gonna die. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Yep. Like, oh, dang it. Yep. Yep. Out of that. Now, my whole take on this just quick tangent is that, like, you know, any generation has its due diligence and worth for a series. So, like, I, I just don't get the argument of the comparison because, you know, if you really look, you'll find something you enjoy more. Like, unless you're just too, like, traditionalist and you just can't accept new things, which most people, I guess, that's the way they are. I, I literally genuinely thrive off of getting to watch things that are different and new and, like, diverging of, like, you know, that's like, that's why when I talk about like the MCU now, it's like, I like new things that are happening because it's not what was happening before versus a lot of people who are like, I can't enjoy this because it's different, you know? And I'm like, I, if it's bad and new, sure. But like, yeah, I have to see it I as have. bad first. It's like my main, my main qualm with some of their stuff is I just don't think it's that great. Yeah. And that's, I, yeah. I like if that's the case, that's valid. Yeah. It's like, I don't got problems with like what they're doing. Except for like, the heavy shit. I'm fucking tired of that. <laughs> too much too much black people, man. Dude, no, dude. Shang-Chi's third act was fucking... Oh, it should have been so much better. No, I, I mean, uh, that happened before Shang-Chi, though. I mean, you know. No, I know. I, I'm yeah. not. I'm just going off on a brand. But I feel you. It was the minority effect. First Black minority Panther effect. and then... Um... Yeah. Well, Black Panther's third act was kind of dog water, too, I remember. Where you're yeah. just like... Big CG fight now. They were like, this kind of turned ugly, didn't it? This this should be way cooler than it is, but it's not. No, no. But, you know, I I think, like, a series like this is just so under the radar, and it doesn't have to be. It is, but it doesn't have to be. It's just, you know, if people are willing to watch it, I think a lot of people would enjoy it. And if it isn't for you, it's not for you. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily make it bad or make, like, the current generation of anime like, oh, it doesn't have anything good anymore. I I don't get it because, you know, that's like putting things like, say, Inuyasha or like, you know, Yu Yu Hakusho being like, yeah, yeah, those, those were generation defining, you know, it's like, but those were in the backwater to things, the backdrop to things like Dragon Ball from that era or One Piece or Naruto, you know, like there's yeah. series that stand out, but like, you know, there's, there's the second fiddle ones, you know, I think yeah. Healer Girl is a standout, but like, it's not going to get the credit it deserves because no one's going to want to recognize it, so. Yeah, and it's kind of got like, I feel like to be a healer girl show, it's already like, not that it's got a stigma, but people are already pr- kind of have like a bias. I mean, yeah, it has its target audience and there's a natural bias if you were to recommend this to people based on the name of it. Yeah, to be yeah. fair, let me just say, I wasn't going to watch this originally because I, I always try to limit how much anime I watch in a season. So I usually go through and comb like, is this something? So I'll either check the trailer or just see like the opening or ending being like, all right, is this something I, I, I can push myself to watch if it's not good at all? I'd watch the first episode because I usually like to give the first episode a chance just to be sure if I want to watch something or not. First episode was so good. And I was like, you know, I kind of have to do this now because it was like a Disney musical in an episode. But, like, it was so enjoyable. And the ending where she says the old lady, I was like, oh, so good. It was, like, one of my favorite first episodes from last season. Fuck, dude, the music is so good. There's a song I was stuck in my head for weeks when they're, like, 
the three of them are all in different areas mm-hmm. singing the same song about like yeah ready for something and it's just oh like, okay the is it the sports festival one or where they're they're yes, prepared? And, yeah and it's bro, all it's like sounds catchy as soon as you said it that's the one that started coming to my head i was like oh i know what he's talking about they like keep picking up yeah, right so after good. each other from but, like uh i was like oh my god okay. but we can't we can't talk about this forever but you would also rate this moggy tier oh my god yeah would, if there was a tier above that i would put it in. we could, Dang, it could it could be the music or the fucking healer girl tier i mean for for consistency no but for the sake of you we'll we'll say that exists the s plus is healer girl all right moving on let's go to aharen aharen is a comedy slice of life series about a girl who's super quiet and a dude who doesn't understand social cues it's cute it's enjoyable it's a romance c tier moving on next show is another romance, Koe Wasakai Seifuku, which is Super Sentai romance where this, the, pretty much the Red Ranger and like the, the Rita Repulsa of like the villain organization are, are oh, dating. Dude, I couldn't get into this show. Was, was it, was, okay, was it the comedy that just wasn't landing for you? Well, yeah, it wasn't. Okay, because I, I, I had a friend who had the same thing and I was like, I enjoy like dumb slapstick mixed with like the, 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 romance gags but he was like i don't really enjoy those things and i was like okay i can see why it yeah it had more kind of cliche rom-com stuff than i would have liked part of the reason i like like kaguya-sama or Mm -hmm. girlfriend is because they kind of create new approaches to those same cliches yeah where it's like like the there's a lot of humor in the grandma element of rent a girlfriend and i guess there's equally as much humor in the fact that the forbidden love that they're keeping hidden from their respective teams and i was like i don't know just wasn't landing for me yeah i think that's like one of the cruxes of the series unless you were to go through it i mean i think the last episode or two when they start introducing certain well like there's certain characters that definitely land more with some people than others but there's also like they as they get further, they start to like get a little deeper into like the certain plot elements behind the relationship and like bouncing off of more characters and who it's affecting and stuff. So it eventually picks up in that regard to where if you're going more for the story, but like originally, if you're going off like the first three or four episodes, the style of humor and comedy definitely like make or break the uh, instinctive, you know, approach to whether you'll like the series or not, you know? Yeah, it just, it wasn't for me, but I could totally see like the appeal. But outside of that, could you at least uh, admit that Desumi was a fire waifu of the season i mean she wasn't Rhea. she was she was pretty good i liked her more than uh a milk toast red ranger yeah <laughs> yeah yeah fair fair uh series definitely does have a lot of good female characters if anything at least nice attractive lots of personality so i would give it a b tier what would you give it troy um who the fuck just texted me? no clue no clue um i i only watched like the first couple episodes and i dropped it so i'd probably say it's like a d all right all right so it'll balance out at a c for all those people who have like a nice untouched blank piece of white paper in front of them and they're just you know writing all these notes next up Dayamon. Slice of life show about a stinking dude who's coming back to inherit his family's business because he heard his father his father was sick. And so he was like, all right, let me get into this. And there is a stinking orphan girl who the family decided to pick up because she was left there. And so they're raising her. 
and he decides to be the father figure in her life. And the show has a very, very strong, like just nice slice of life, emotional core to where he's learning to become more mature and he's trying to get involved in the life of her. And she's learning how to like, let go of like the grudges and like issues she has with people in her life. And so she's learning how to come more at peace with being around this guy and being at peace with being around other people. And like, she used to be super focused on just inheriting the business, but then he's trying to like, sometimes you got to like, let go of like certain responsibility. It's a really good show. It is, it is my other A tier that will come up. Granted, uh, there's no like super notable major arcs. Uh, there's a lot of characters that get introduced every episode and it's just like going through, you know, the episodic solving problems, character grow, growing, you know, situations. So I can't say much on it, but Dayamon, if you want a nice slice of life, that's about making stinking mochi or other confectionaries, you know, solid, solid. Might check that out. I, I think you would enjoy it, to be honest, you know. I love cooking shows, baking you, shows. You, 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 get great, to... you watch Great British Bake Off. No, I don't personally watch a lot of things outside I've of watched it a few anime. Times. Dude, I'm telling you, when you're going to bed, you know, it is the one cooking show I've heard the most of recently, though. Yeah, like when you want someone in the background that you don't necessarily want to pay like iron attention to, but it is just fucking dopamine. Mm-hmm. I promise you, watch that show. And then I would also promise in bed that by episode three or four, you'll be so goddamn invested that when someone's making like some fucking roll or cake mm-hmm. or pudding, you'll be like, no, it's overproved. You're fucking, that's too much flour. Like it's yeah. too run. You get so, I'm like, and Paul Hollywood, he's just this fucking cocksucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this American judge on a British show. Hey, always got to have an American to spice things up, you know? And Mary Berry, dude. I would die for Mary Berry. All shows. All right. So, continuing, I was an A tier. Tomodachi Game. All right, this is a show that... I, I, I didn't watch this. I'm going to go smoke a bowl real quick. You can. All right. So, now it's just me and Justin here. Justin, you'll be my uh, backdrop, just echo commentary guy, right? All right, let's do this. I, this is a show I would have loved if everyone watched because conceptually, it is a psychological thriller that it existed before Squid Game. It is very Squid Game-like, but it did exist first. It's about a game that, you know, if, you, if you're if you in the game, it means you have to pay off a debt, well, someone's technically, debt. Technically, uh, Squid Games has, like, the writing of it was around for a long time, and then it just recently got picked up. Mm-hmm. So maybe somebody stole something and, uh, you know. I don't know. This sucker was in existence since, like, 2012 or something, so someone stole something. But I, I know there's shows along this premise that have existed for some time. So it's definitely not the first by any means, but yeah, one of the friends, they, they kind of sign up everyone to, to be in this game. It's like, all right, it's this whole like death note level, like psychological battle where the main guy, you know, one of the problems with the show, they never explain why, like they give like the loosest of hints that like, they don't actually show most of it. So it's just like, maybe if you imply enough, you can figure out what's going on. But usually it's like, you can piece together how the conclusion will go out, but you don't have enough of the details unless you know you're staring at every detail that I don't even think some of them even are shown. But you know, regardless, the characters in the series, they're very extreme. The The main antagonist who suddenly, you know, after his betrayals find out, found out, He's kind of like, I have to work together with you now because I have to like make up my wrongs and I have to show you this truth that you don't know. It's a very, very 
convoluted story that there was glimmers to where I was like, this could be good, but it is so over the top. And like, I feel like, you know, when a show tries to be like super big brain for no reason, I feel like it suffers from that. But, you know, a lot of people really liked it. I thought it was just too convoluted. And, you know, as time has grown, as has went on, I've softened my opinion on enjoying series that are as extreme and edgy. Like things like Death Note, I don't have like a strong attachment to anymore just because I'm like, you know, is like Death Note is good. And I still give credit to the first half of Death Note that exists. But the second half, man, garbage. But series like that, they don't win me over by just being like, oh, this is so big brain. Because sometimes they're not. They're just really convoluted. And that's what this series screamed of. And just just tried too hard, man. Tried too hard to be something that it definitely was not. Shit, I feel that. And I was really excited for the show, too. So, you know, it's like, whatever. All right. I would give that a Demon Slayer tier. That Ooh, is one of my... Geez. I think that is the last Demon Slayer tier I have of today. Next up. Kakono Inazuki or A Couple of Cuckoos, which is a show that the main character looks like this show that I totally love that is not the lowest rated thing I have since like Tokyo Ghoul Rude is um, he looks like the main dude from Girlfriend Girlfriend. And so innately, a part of me was trying to hate the show as hard as possible. It's not bad by any means. It's decent, but it's a really weird show because the premise is like he he is... He switched the birth storyline. So him and the girl that he's is now his fiance are, are are put in that situation from their parents because they thought that was cool to force them into that. And so they kind of like they're one of the, the the girl's parents, which is actually his actual parents, are rich CEOs, like hotel moguls. So it's kind of like, all right, now that you guys are a fiance, you know, we'll buy you a house and you guys can just stay there because why not? All right. Push them there. Maybe they'll help each other grow as people. So they do that. But the thing is, he's in love with this super smart girl at his school. And he's always number two. So he wants to impress her. So he wants to be like number one at the school to like prove his worth. But she's like, oh, no, you have to save me from my circumstances. Because I, I, based on my life right now, I can't be with you. Even though he has a fiance and she likes him. But she, she didn't know that he was her fiance when they first met. So she was like, man, maybe if you were the guy, it would have been different. And then lo and behold, he is the guy. And then she's being Sundari about it. And then there's his fake sister, because she's not actually his sister now. It's his fiance's actual sister who kind of likes him as the Siskon route, because you have to have that to appeal to, you know, so much people. Very weird premise, but the characters aren't bad. They don't do a bad job, like, emphasizing the romance arc. It's not like... See, the weird thing is one episode, his dad asked him, think about who you want to spend the rest of your life with. That'll be your bride. He thinks about those three girls, which kills me because i'm like why would you there, nothing in the series emphasizes that he actually sees his sister in that route in that in those like in that capacity and like suddenly she's there and i'm like you're really pushing a storyline that doesn't need to exist right i you could just do the 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 balance between the two girls and i could accept that eventually you'll have to pick one but throwing the sister in there it's just like a stinking throwing a bone to nowhere it's like there there ain't no one picking up that bone but there, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's fine it's fine you know it's that cruel intentions fucking crap. they really just want to screw her over you know just last pe- place out here you know no shot at this whatsoever right now c tier i think with you know it's it's ongoing so it has potential to grow but i based on what's been happening they're definitely getting into the more like oh we're diving into the past and like the the character traumas of it all so it has room to grow or it could just be stagnant and stay a c tier so i'll find out know we'll see um let's see let me just go through what other shows did you watch from this season other than kaguya for certain and spy Uh, family 
just to see if I skipped anything. Why the fuck does this keep disconnecting, bitch? Damn it. Um, I watched uh, I I I Awashi. Awashi. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Uh, almost there. All right. Next up, Data Live season four. Data Live is what you know most people would consider uh, trashy harem. But you know, this is like one of my favorite trashy harem shows because it has like my one of my top three waifus and the actual underlying story points behind it are actually pretty decent if you know you care enough to focus on that aspect of story. It's about this dude who has the power to like seal these spirits who have started coming up like recently in history and like you know he's gotta he's gotta save the city you know because the government is like trying to kill them but he has his power to where he can save them and make sure they don't die and that's kind of what he wants to do with his life he puts himself in compromising situations and all the girls have different diverse personalities so the girls of this season one of them is a stinking otaku manga art writer who you know is popular in her regard who is uh thinking she is the older aura type but she doesn't have like the aura vibe she's just super niche otaku so great character there after that you have this um she's she's pretty much a kudere for reasons she she's stinking she's got like one of the best designs uh her power is pretty much like just pocket dimensions and crap but she can also seal people's inside like she can seal concepts right so she sealed away her emotions because she wanted to move away from her past because she didn't want to feel anything anymore. And that's kind of how she like manipulated things. She had a great story arc behind her. And then you go to the ultimate, like you, if even if you don't know Data Live, Kurumi Tokisaki is like one of the most popular, like gothic aesthetic characters who is always in like the, the waifu corner of like people's perceptions. She has the eye patch on her eye. She she has the little headdress. She has twin tails. You know, she's iconic. Great character. She's absolutely insane. And she pretty much is considered like one of the worst people in the series because usually everyone thinks she's like trying to screw over everyone and everything. She's great. Love that for her. Combine those three great arcs and it's the best season the show has got and delivered. And, you know, it's four seasons in. So, you know, if you're on the bandwagon, you're already into it. But like for, for a show that... Premise-wise, should be really trash. Data Live is pretty darn enjoyable. And you get a great, diverse cast of potential waifus to play off. And so, yeah, that's why I give this season an A tier, surprisingly, because honestly, I was expecting it to keep in line to be like a B or C tier. But no, this season, I think, was genuinely good. Yeah, it's like, got a good story, good waifus. What's not to like? All right. So there is a handful of shows I want to save for last. So I'm going to skip over one. So we'll go to Awashi next. What do you have to say on that, Troy? Um, I actually kind of dig this show, and I'm not a huge sports anime yeah, yeah. fan, but I did play uh, Premier Soccer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, I definitely relate to a lot of it. But, yeah, dude, it's fucking just shonen enough to, you know, cover its bases is like a, mm-hmm. you know haiku where it's like oh i can see his motivation he's clearly got a progression arc that he's gonna fucking embark on yep yep so it's like that whole thing's pretty cool um and the there's this side character named uh hana or Mm -hmm. hannah but everyone says hana yeah that's probably how you pronounce yeah and she's like this the daughter or the sister-in-law to the coach of the a team Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, she's on the B team um, 
and his name is Fukuda, and he's an ex-professional. Yeah, that's usually and, how this goes, yeah. And she, he, even before she, like, was married into the fam or her sister married into the family, or he married, however it worked, um, she, he was her favorite player, like, before they mm-hmm. were related. And then she ended up, like, meeting her fucking hero at a family event. I was like, hey, is your new fucking uncle? She was like, What? Um, but then, like, he recruited him to come play for the team, and he's a forward and all this shit. Stuff that happened, which I guess is now technically into this new because se- it carried over. It's, like, mm-hmm. still going. He yeah, got it's switched- still going. He got switched to defender, which is like the exact opposite of what he wanted to do. Yeah, everyone wants to be a forward and a stinking striker now. Yeah, so he wanted to be go pro as a professional, all this stuff. Fukuda basically was like, no, you're too slow. Your game style does not fit being a forward, but you have such good vision that you'll be able to start offensive like counterattacks from the backfield and you'll be mm-hmm. able to like move and sit position yourself in a way because of your vision yeah and that's it's just i'm like dude fuck yeah and he's like learning little relearning little bits of like soccer that is like actual the same way high q it's like it's like oh you're using different tempos and you're, you did a quick and yeah, all yeah. that the little verbiage where you're like hey i'm actually learning shit it's kind of like that. So you're like, the dude who wrote it, obviously, or the girl, who I don't know who wrote it, they obviously played at some point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like, I fucking dig it. It's pretty solid. What would you rate it? Like, probably like a B. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, you know, like I say, when a season starts, you know, I go through everything. If the first episode had hooked me, I would have watched it. But, you know, I saw those 24 episodes and I was like, I already got so much shows to watch. You know, maybe one day I'll go back into it. But, uh. Every now and then, you know, you don't watch everything that's uh, hidden on all cylinders, you know? Yeah, that's fair. And I mean, like, it's not like it's reinventing the wheel and, like, doing anything. Yeah, I, I I know when I go into every season, I'm like, there's going to be stuff that I watch that I absolutely hate. And I'm like, why would I watch this over something else? But once I start, it's either because, you know, I think the opening and ending are good. And I'm like, well, I have my principle. I don't put stuff on my playlist unless I watch the show. So I got to live by that. I got I to gotta live by my terrible principles for one thing, but. The other thing is, you know, unless the show is good enough for me to watch when I'm watching like too much stuff in a season anyways, it's like, all right, if you don't hook me right away, you know, and it's too late for me to jump in, I'll just accept my loss. And then maybe one day, if I'm motivated enough, I'll go back to it. So maybe one day. But yeah, as far as I've heard everything, it sounds good. Like about a couple weeks in, it got more talked about. I heard decent things about the first episode but i had watched the first episode i was like it's all right and then like a couple weeks in a couple months like a month or two in like it got bigger buzz and i was like oh well it's too late for me to go back now so i moved on yeah i think it like deserves the buzz because it i could see it being like as good as haiku which is i think that's, it's better that's than, pretty good i think it's better than all the basketball shows people fucking geek over i'm not mm-hmm. a huge fan of like coconut baskets or whatever coconut basket gets better over time but it's not like great by any means it's all right that's yeah that's kind of always been my where i'm like hmm. but yeah i feel the opposite about this where i'm like dude this show's got some potential to be pretty good all right that's good to hear all right Continuing on, Comey's second season. I mean, it's a story about, you know, Comey. It's the second season. She she has a stinking communication disorder to where she's just too shy, shy to communicate. The story is literally based on a bunch of characters who are focused on a bunch of tropes as, you know, stated by their names. If you actually know the meanings, the, their, most of their names, you pretty much understand the characters. 
it's more of the same. I think this season has a little bit better like moments than the first. You know, you start to delve into the the suit, the the underlying romance that's kind of happening in there little stronger so you know a little better i i'd say uh b tier you know because again the series is comprised of like a bunch of short stinking manga chapters just filling up episodes so you get like a bunch of mini stories in one episode so yeah oh that's how uh kaguya is too mm-hmm. but uh kaguya has like regular it does it but it has like a regular length uh chat or regular ish it's longer than comey because comey some chapters i've heard are like three or four pages and you know some are like a little longer but that one jumps around so um all right we're in the final set of shows so i don't think either of you watched summertime render i did not all right well summertime render is a continuing show and it's definitely a show i'd actually recommend just because it's a psychological thriller that actually has a cool premise and as of now, you know, when you like get into the mystery of a show like Fire Force and you're learning like all the bigger threats and threads and things and stuff like that, does a really good job at like just weaving them into and slowly like trickling them out. It's been a really good show. And I think at least for you, Troy, definitely be up your alley for like the, the mystery aspect that it pushes and uh, works with. What's but it called again? Summertime Render. Mm-hmm. Streaming wise. I believe it's through Disney Plus, which means it's available nowhere, which is why it's definitely been more under the radar for a lot of people. Wait, it's not even on Disney Plus? It's Disney Plus in Japan, I believe, which is why you can't Oh, find... yeah. kind of bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's whack, but I mean, unless you use like a VPN, but other than that, it's a really freaking good show. The main character, uh, basically, he's been afflicted with, I'll call it a curse, to where you know when he dies he resets to a point in the past but that point changes and gets sooner and sooner to like his current timeline so if he doesn't make it too far in a day or something like that his reset point like could eventually just catch up to him and that'd be it right but basically there's this whole conspiracy on the island where a bunch of shadow creatures have pretty much been living there the whole time and they're basically now trying to kill everyone on the island more or less and so him in his position and uh the things that have been happening has to solve that whole mystery and it gets gruesome it gets pretty metal like it's it's that nice gory touch you'd want in a series like this it's the nice like emotional trauma you'd get with the characters and like learning different secrets in their past and their families and stuff like that it's got a lot of like strong plot points that it actually delivers on for a mystery series that where it's like that's a satisfying now, will it actually end satisfying? I don't know. But as of now, all the reveals and touches have been super satisfying. And as of now, I would definitely give it an A tier. I don't think I've had like the strongest reason to be like easy S tier yet, but definitely an A tier. Really good series. Moving on, um, let me get into Paripi Kome, your boy Koming, which is definitely one of my favorite things from last season. Another music-based show in the vein of like Healer Girl, where it's based on this one girl who is like an up-and-coming artist, but like she does small-time club stuff. So they take uh, uh, this this very famous general from ancient Chinese past, something Koming, whatever his name is, you know, that doesn't matter. It's who he is isn't relevant to the series other than the fact that, you know, it influences everything he does because he's like the creator, the progenitor of like this whole war tactics thing where he pretty much takes those principles that he used to use being a famous general and inserts it to making her like a very popular famous idol, which is big brain because who wouldn't <laughs> want? It's, 
it's really like it's got a really good concept behind it because he's ba- pretty much just helping her become well known and famous, right? And he's just basically using his tactics. And Sun Tzu as a fucking media manager. Pretty, pretty much, pretty much. And so that's pretty much what they do with the the whole um storyline. And he's like, it's you know, and it's every time it's a situation, it's like competing with other people. So he gets to play those tactics and use them to his advantage to pretty much put her in the spotlight. Cause when he first encounters her, her singing voice wins him over. And he's like, I want to make you pretty much the star of this world, more or less, because, you know, I, I want a purpose to live by and getting you into that position is what I'll choose to do. And you you see that growth and like her learning to like grow as a person and a character. You have like other groups that as she interacts with them and as he interacts with them, he he helps other people grow through his tactics. Like, you know, some people have to lose and all the like, you know, his goal is to make Aiko at the top, but he's not like destroying other people just for the sake of it. You know, it's not like the past where war is like blood and death. No, it's like you can keep these people alive and let them aspire to be better in their whole uh, field and circumstance. And so it's just a really freaking good show and another easy Magi tier. I got to I got to give it its props. I believe that if you did want to watch this, it streams on something. I don't know if it's Crunchyroll. It might be like uh what is what is one of those plus like Verve or High Dive or something like that. You might be able to find it, but those cost money, so that's whack. But, you know, outside of that, really good, really good music, you know. And, you know, music is also like one of those storylines where I use music to further the plot points you know yeah i love that shit yeah it's it's so good it's so good sing how you feel girly shit let it out honestly though all right next up let's get into kaguya which you watched so i'll let you go off um this entire season felt fucking rushed in my opinion wow unexpected um it was weird it felt rushed and then they drug ass and like dragged the last fucking encounter out well as far as i knew just for some context i believe this series wraps up the storyline between kaguya and what's his face and then they kind of start to focus on other things after but in terms of like where the manga goes i'm pretty sure that part of the season that's what was covered to, to wrap up their whole back and forth well yeah but that makes sense but i found it fucking weird so like the whole show mm-hmm. the entire reason the president won't admit he likes her is because she is basically royalty mm-hmm. and he's, he's comes from not like a, royalty well yeah but he comes from like a super normal family and so he's like i can't even fucking like talk to this chick he's like how am i supposed to like he's like her dad would never let us be a match He's like, I need to prove to her that I'm, like, worth being a good match mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I'm fucking poor. It's, like, the yeah, whole thing. Yeah. Broke boy, yeah. They make jokes. It's a plot point throughout the entire show. And then it just gets to a point where he's like, hey, I'm uh, graduating from high school a year early, and I'm mm-hmm. going overseas to study at Stanford. So love me now or never. I'm like, bitch, so your dad's a part-time worker you have to also be part-time to put yourself through high school yet you're gonna shell out the what 160 grand to go study abroad at stanford a year i mean unless he's getting that scholarship money bro it's at least 100k a year and it would be like you'd have to get a full ride and then kagi is like yeah i'll go with you to japan and then she gets she gets admitted too and it's like we're going to japan i'm like get the fuck out i was like that's so stupid but beyond the fact that it felt rushed, it was also, like, super satisfying to finally okay. see. That play out? 
Yeah, we were like, bitch, like, fucking finally. And then there was just some good, like, uh, Kaguya's relationship with her, like, maid. Mm-hmm. There's some good, like, developmental stuff. But there was also just, like, a good humor where she's, like, telling her about, like, the kiss, the one everyone's been waiting for. Mm. And she's, like, telling her about it. She's like, bitch, you were not supposed to use that much tongue on your first kiss. And Kaguya's this, like, innocent, that has doesn't know shit I about anything. Know. She's like, wait, what? I was like, this bitch is a whore. I was like, holy shit. Hey, hey. I was like, I'd have never guessed. Crazy. Crazier things have happened. But yeah, it uh it was good. The just my own personal like beef. I had this I had this ship in my head, right? And I swear to they they had been fucking it it had to have been intentional red herring, I guess. Mm-hmm. But bro, there's the disciplined girl not like that but like that's her thing it's like she's the head of the discipline committee and she loves rules and she's always but she's mm-hmm. always low-key been cleaning up the messes for the like slacker video game plan dude yeah. who's on the council turns out that he had also been running cover for her protecting her from like bullies and shit Mm-hmm. But she didn't even know we're like a thing. You know, he'd like pull like a sign that said kick me off of her back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then it was just like they'd been doing all this stuff together and they like were like fire and oil. Like whenever they mm-hmm. like talked, they just fucking got pissed at each other. So I was like, bro, that's obvious. And then just like out of nowhere, he's like, Yeah, so I like really have intense feelings for this girl who's like older and is like considered to be like premium premium grade meat yeah yeah and it's just like i'm sorry since the fuck when hey they always gotta hit you with that you know and then he got then he gets with her he like it was kind of funny he like accidentally confessed his love to her just through some like folklore whatever history mm-hmm. stuff from the school and he didn't know so it was like ha 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 that's kind of funny like look at that yeah but then she like agrees He's like, yeah, I'll fucking date you, weirdo. Everyone thought was a pervert, weirdo. I was like, I'll date you. I was like, what the fucking hell? What happened to my ship, bitch? They said that ship sank. They fucking Titanic'd my shit. I was like, that's fucked up. All right, all right. But I don't get it. I still don't like that fucking match either. So what would you rate this? What would you rank? Um, the show overall, like not just the season. The season, probably like probably like a B. Okay, at, interesting. At, at best. Oh, at best. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, considering this is like one of the highest ranked shows of all time, very intrigued to hear you say your uh, opinions that it felt rushed, you know? And it's understandable. I mean, I, I've mentioned with shows that like I have not like read or have no context of when something feels rushed, right? It, it takes away the experience that you're getting into. Sometimes you feel like some things need to develop properly in order to get that impact. And, you know, not everyone sees it that way. Some people don't feel that sense of rush that some series give and, you know, just changes the experience altogether. Yeah, and I was just like, bitch, I wanted I wanted a little bit more payoff, but All right. whatever. So down to the last two shows, before we get to Spy Family, which we'll save for the last one, I want to talk about, this is the show that I think was my favorite of last season. I think Killer Girl was second to this by like a small margin, but I was so shocked. This is show that MAPPA did called Dance Dance Dancer, which is about stinking ballet. And unbelievably so, I, I still debate this because it's one show that I still don't know if I should have given it a 10 or not, but like I haven't been on that cusp of like 
mental sinking conflict with myself in a minute trying to decide whether or not I should. But it's about this dude who, you know, it, it's kind of a show that goes over like toxic masculinity and that whole concept and just like going for one's passions, but like in ways that most shows just don't choose to touch on. Because it's a dude who goes into ball ballet, and there's another one who is the stinking deuteragonist of the series, the other protagonist, who he comes from a, a family who he was supposed to be this big ballet expert, right? But he, physically, he was just not talented. Everything he got for, he had to work for it. But he's such a like a douchey personality that like you'll never get that credit from what he's gone through unless you actually know his story, right? And then you have Junpei, who's just been always physically gifted and talented. And so when he kind of like screws around with everything he does, it's like, you look like you should do this. But he he wants to focus on like his father died. Right. So he his father used to be a stunt uh, actor. So he wants to like, you know, prove that he's a man. And so why would you do ballet? Dudes make fun of that. Right. So eventually it comes to him where he learns like, I actually want to do this. Screw what people say about me. And he has to go through that. But he comes to conflict with uh, the, the other protagonist of it and pretty much the main reason he even went to ballet was because this hot girl at school was like join this ballet studio with me which i mean hey girl i mean uh, shoot like why not you know but eventually he like gets fully invested in it and it's like a sports series like high you where it's like well, let's focus on like the actual art of everything but also like the character development that overlaps with that art. And gosh, it's just so freaking good because it's also a drama. It's also a romance and it takes all those themes and it just stabs you. It's like, oh, you want to feel this way about this thing? No, characters have to have regret. They can't have everything work their way. It is, it is so good. Like definitive S tier from last season, honestly. You know what bugs me about this? It's, it's, again, the same Disney Plus freaking situation. But I think it's also on Crunchyroll. So I, I don't remember if it was on Crunchyroll all the time, but I think it's on Crunchyroll. And it was definitely amazing. So easy recommend. Easy, easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The ballet bangers. Hey, and MAPPA did it, so it looks amazing. So, you know. Like, actually, I will say, this, the actual animation, because you, you'll notice if you have, like, a distinct eye, it's so well done, but it is, like, 3D CG. But it's so well done that it's like where in some scenes of Attack on Titan, which I guess people don't give Attack on Titan credit, it does. You wouldn't even notice CG in some scenes. It's so good. It's freaking amazing. I don't know. Just looks amazing. It's like the quality, the the feeling you get when you get a really good song. You're getting just watching someone perform ballet. Like it genuinely actually feels like you're watching a story. You know that experience just through dance. It's crazy. Yeah, bro. I see the Nutcracker every year. I'm Do you cultured. really? Yeah, every Christmas. They they do actually do uh no, they do uh Swan Swan what that's called. Swan Lakes for fuck. Swan Lake. Swan Lakes weeks us. But that they they do something else, but I assume they eventually dive into other things. Swan Lake was what they used to uh pretty much bring in the conflict between him and the uh, other deuteragonist, which makes sense given the story and then the the girl in the middle. So that's kind of the mirror they use for the whole touch off of introducing everything and going through that but i'd be excited to see what else they choose to pull now final show to wrap us off spy family i'll let Choi go on first and then i'll go after um shit waifu of the season with anya i mean right (laughs) (laughs) i i love that you went for it i fully respect that um but no your is um i 
think I would pay her to kick me the way or if if she could do to me what she did to that cow that'd be all right um because she's fine and her personality is fucking weird you know what I actually find strange because because you brought up the whole waifu topic she should be someone who's higher ranked for me because that whole like split personality that she has going on but she's just not for some reason like I I definitely think she's up there in terms of like what like the framework of a good waifu but like personally I didn't I didn't have the investment that most people gave themselves for her bro yeah I'm crazy a, it's crazy I'm, a, I'm about it but but it's like hey you know I still Rhea is still the goat of the season. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, but yeah, I mean, love the premise. I like it was like I said earlier. I have no notes really. It's fucking it's like legitimately funny. I like all the characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't think of like a single episode where I like just outright did not enjoy it. It was just varying degrees of liking. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I was actually bummed as fuck that it ended. All right. They hit, ordered it the, as a full no, I hit the group message up where I was like, what? I was like, they didn't advertise that this fucking shit was winding down. No, because they when they ordered it, they, they just split it like they do a lot of shows now where it's two cores split across the two different seasons. It's coming back next season. But um, yeah, they just split it between, uh, I think, 12 and 13 episodes or something like that. It's fucking annoying. But what would you rank it? S. Okay, okay. All right. So I knew you were going to be higher than me because, uh, oh, did you watch that. this? Well, I haven't watched f- four recent episodes. I've watched all the way to episode eight. I've been mostly okay. um, it's more than ever for most and, shows. And I'm since planning on, and I'm planning on catching up to it. Okay. Um, but based off of what I watched, um, it's a really good show. It's really good because it kind of you know me, like I mostly just stay focused on the shonen type of stuff, but yeah, this this really um just like a few other animes that I've watched before, this one really kept me on the hook for a while. Um, I'd say I agree with Troy on its ranking, um, hmm. mostly because there's been a few times where when, when I would watch the show and I would be like actually laughing out loud on some of the scenes that would happen, especially uh, Dude, on the day. some of the shit Anya said fucking killed me. Like on the day where they had to like... Um, go and do like the whole parent and student thing where they had to all like yeah. show how well their family was i was just dying the whole time they had three <laughs> outfits exactly <laughs> and just the it's guy's just so reaction stupid. and the guy's reaction to all of it it was just like and so it's like just watching that and being able to like enjoy it actually laugh I was like, yeah, this show is definitely like up there. I, I, Dude, I, you know what episode fucking killed me? Which one? It was the dodgeball one. Oh, I haven't oh. watched that yet. Oh, super, super Anya Starlight or whatever. Uh, oh my god, dude. You haven't watched that one, Justin? No, I think it's the uh, next one or the one after stuff, that. But... Dude, it's it's a funny fucking That's a good episode. one. I'm definitely gonna watch that pretty soon. But yeah, I say uh, it's it's a Maggie. Okay. Okay. All right. I guess it's my turn. Uh, it's so nice that both of you are so high. And the reason I give it a B tier isn't because there's anything bad with it. I watch anime to enjoy myself and I watch a lot of anime. And so comparatively what people lack or miss when they watch stuff, you know, 
a lot of what was there, I was like, I experienced this all the time. So it's not like changing anything for me. Um, I talked to my friend who's read the manga for like a year or two. And he was like, yeah, this part's fine. But uh, there's there's a lot of better stuff. And I was like, I, I don't disbelieve it. Because I like, as Troy said, I agree with everything you said. I enjoyed all the characters. Everything was enjoyable. But I just didn't have like a strong attachment to be like, this is like the best thing I've watched this season or anything like that. Like shows like Dance or Healer Girl. I was like, these have impacted me in ways that other shows haven't. I've experienced things that, I mean, I like Spy Family's aesthetic being like uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith with um, a whole parenting style mixed in with it. I'm eating nuts right now. If, if. I keep pausing, but um, I, yeah, I think it was really enjoyable by every capacity. And I think that once they introduced the dog, um, I think his name is Bond, Bond Forger. Bond Sean? Yeah, Bond. So he's no, he's no, he's no Bond Clay now. Don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> I would never. I was only reminiscing on the God of Bond Sean. Bond yeah. Sean, holy shit. But Girl. yeah, my, my beat here is just because it didn't impact me in the same way as a lot of people were impacted in their opinions with the series but i still enjoyed it in the same capacity that everyone else enjoyed it like but like you know a lot of shows make me laugh out loud if they have really funny moments and i like watching a lot of things that are comedy so it didn't do much new for me but a lot of it's good moments like the episode with yuri i think was the one when they, he was introduced and they had to show up and act like they were in a relationship in front of her brother that was the funniest episode for me right yeah that shit he, he was a clown bro it was it's so good yeah he's uh he's one of those great bro sister yeah he's a siscon bro and oh gosh the funniest thing ever so yeah I know B is relatively low. I know like next season definitely has potential that I can give it an A tier if it's really good an S tier. But once it starts getting into like stronger story beats, I know it'll it'll start to pick up win for me. But everything that it did, I think it did well. And no complaints. So any other thoughts on anything? Well, all together, uh, then the ranking officially goes to A closer to Moggy tier. Well, two people gave it to Moggy, so I wouldn't care if it stayed in Moggy. But we got to be vigilant and... And the ranking here. You Listen, there's no rules for us to follow other than the rules we choose to make. Yeah. And that can be Moggy that, that rule is being made now. <laughs> I mean, like, I, all, I literally it's know. All, it's I, all up to Troy. We'll, I, I literally like know I'm, I, I'm in the minority to have it like that low, but like my reasoning for I don't think it's low based on the reasoning I have just because it's how I would normally rate things. So. It's all up to Troy if he wants to keep it in Moggy. Bro, I give a shit. <laughs> none of us actually care that much but we got to make it seem that way so troy vigilantly defended it we lost two hours of footage where he defended why it should be in moggy tear very sad but that's it for this anime ranking episode um in terms of what we'll be talking about next week i believe we will get into the new anime from this season because yeah. there is some goodies that i definitely want to talk about and we got to stay true to the uh the comic couch name right so we yes. always got to be talking about uh, these Japanese comics that are turned into uh, television. All right. Mm -hmm. So thank you for joining us. Hopefully you disagree with everything we said. Hopefully you have a great day and we don't. Hopefully you go fuck yourself on Broadway. I mean, if there's anywhere to do it, if you Broadway's just, a good choice. But thank you for if, coming with if us. Not, if not, um, I can follow. That works too. Also, be sure after next week. <laughs> after next week of the this season's and like ranked or whatever we we do with the this season's anime we will mm -hmm. be reviewing batman v superman rewind time baby are we oh god
Don't do that to me, man. <laughs> Batman versus Superman? Yes. I'm going to kill myself, just just so you know. <sighs> I've fallen asleep during that movie too much times. Oh, fuck. Are we watching the Ultimate Edition? We can. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. That I've never watched it. I, I only watched the original one, but we can watch the Ultimates. All right. So we that's... Talk, we talked about fucking grandma's lemonade grandma's milk tea or whatever the yep. fuck. secretly piss Jesus. that's it for this episode uh you can check us out on um where this youtube video with our ugly faces i mean beautiful faces sorry slip of the tongue or you can mm. find that look up flaws of dude on youtube you'll find all the other uh anime couch and comic couch episodes you can check us out on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, amazon music and audible all those can be found on theanimecouch.com where our affiliate link to Amazon to where you can use and uh, purchase things as usual can be found. If it's still working, who knows? If not, you know, we will accept our two pennies of just Jeff Bezos money because he pays us well. But thank you for coming here with us today. Any closing remarks, guys? Yeah. Give us your your money. All your uh, nine to five money. Don't try and pay your rent. Only worry about us. And we, all my nine to five we, money we, goes to sinking bills, so don't don't do this bro, to them. Bro. And um, we will make sure to give you mediocre content overall. Hell yeah, bro! <laughs> Best than mediocre, and that's a promise. That's a promise <laughs> on bro, our lives, bro. Hold up, one quick thing. Okay, we'll give you a quickie. People have been talking. Like, how can Shuri be the Black Panther? Oh, I already got if, spoiled if, for that. If if she if she can't fight. Yeah, I already got spoiled for that. Shockingly, like, don't don't tell me anything, or I'll fucking don't don't I'll say any uh, steep spoilers. But I'm no, just saying, in general, you don't get the title unless you win the fighting competition. Mm-hmm. So regardless of like what we've seen, if she gets the mantle. I mean, she won the fighting. And, you know, I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? I'm like, if she gets it, it means she can fight. If if for whatever plot reason, they're just like, we're going to change the rules and pass it off to her. It's like, all right, that's that's a little weird. Black, but whatever. But yeah, if they're just going to be like, you got to have the tournament. And Sherry puts on the fucking Black Panther mask that's carved out of wood. And she beats the shit out of, I don't even know. The heads of the other tribes. Man ape, not man ape. What's his face? Mbaku. Yeah. Yeah. She fucking clams his shit up, wins the title, eats the plant. Mm-hmm. What the mm-hmm. fuck are you guys talking about? Well, she it's one. It's mostly speculated that um, Mbaku is gonna be like the fighter, and Shuri is still gonna like, still gonna be like the lead. And hey, we don't need your spoilers. Get out of here. Oh no, that's not the spoiler. Go back to Wakanda. Uh, no, wow. she's gonna fucking she's gonna get it and she's gonna go to the spirit realm and train with her dad and killmonger. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna upload Killmonger's consciousness into a fucking butt plug. You heard it here first. Killmonger is a butt plug. So we will <laughs> see you next time on the anime couch. Peace. See. Tune in to the anime couch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Check out Flaza Dude on YouTube as well. For some choice, choice, cartoon-based, and other nerd shit geared discussions, bro.